David Webb. Truth is the authority. This is Sirius XM Patriot. We've seen a number of the private industry lawsuits uh, by employees, for example, within United fighting back against vaccine mandates, American Airlines paying a price for uh, lower worker, uh, lower workforce. The numbers are there. But on the bigger and broader scale, the Biden administration going after not only American companies, but especially to anyone who has a federal contract, the force of will being applied from the top level down to Main Street America. Austin Knudsen, Montana Attorney General, joins me now. He's leading a coalition of 12 attorneys general who are challenging the constitutionality of President Biden's vaccine mandate. And uh, General Knudsen, great to have you here, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on, David. I appreciate it. Well, let's dive right in, because as I, as I look through the various filings on this, you know, there's a lot of information in here. We're talking for the average person out there. They want to say, boil it down to what it means to me and how you're going to fight this case. So how are you going to fight this? Well, there's several arguments we've raised, and, and, and we've got three separate lawsuits because people have to understand there's, there's three separate distinct mandates coming out of the, the, the Biden White House. There's the one you mentioned, the, the federal contractor. That one he actually did via an executive order. We filed suit against that one. You've got the OSHA mandate. That, that's the one, probably the, the biggest, most sweeping one that would have affected you know, basically two-thirds of our U.S. workforce uh, he, he purported to do that out of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. We actually successfully had that one enjoined. Uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals stepped in and, and filed an injunction on that one. And then you've got the CMS mandate. That's the one that's coming out of the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. And that's the one that's really going to hurt all of our health care workers. Um, so ultimately, to your question, how, how, how are we fighting this? Boil this down. Here's what it boils down to, several arguments, but really, nowhere in the U.S. Constitution is the president given the authority to make this kind of sweeping health care decision for anyone, let alone two-thirds of the U.S. citizenry, basically. The Tenth Amendment makes it very clear. If that's not a specific power given to the president, then that power is reserved to the state. Now, several other legal arguments are, 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 are included in our filings, David, but to me, that really is the most important one. This really is a state's rights issue. It, it's a really interesting read and worth your, readers, your, your listeners' time. Go and look at the Fifth Circuit opinion when they issued the injunction on the OSHA ruling. Uh, there's a special concurring opinion by one of the justices where, where he said, you know, we'd be hard-pressed to find that the that the Congress had this kind of sweeping power. We're not hard-pressed to find whether or not OSHA does. And, and I think that's a really good indication of, of the way the courts are going to go with, with these cases. You know, on that, then, this ruling, I, I agree with you that people should read this. Uh, the three-judge panel 
made this decision. I think it was a clear decision, but is there another game afoot here for the federal government? Uh, There have been cases throughout our history in the last hundred years of states' rights versus the government. Uh, Most people will reference when it comes to health, Jacobson versus Massachusetts 1905, a decision that relegates it to the state. But with the federal government, you have the National Guard issue. Look at the Oklahoma State Guard, where the governor, Governor Stitt, has now said he will not enforce Biden's mandate and others out there. What would you say to state governors and organ and not organizations necessarily, but companies within those states? How could they be a part of this solution, not just the 12 attorneys general? Well, I think you absolutely need to talk to your governor. You need to talk to your state legislature. You know, we're we're really lucky here in Montana. Our state legislature in, in their last session, of course, you know, in Montana, they only meet every other year. We're kind of an outlier that way. But our last legislature in the first part of 2021, they passed an actual anti-vaccine discrimination law. They put it in our state law that it's illegal to discriminate against anyone based upon their vaccine status. And that's exactly what the president is asking millions of employers across the country to do. So that's really put Montana in a stronger position when we've got companies, particularly out-of-state companies, that might not know what the laws of Montana are. That's given us a really strong legal footing for us to come in and, 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 and not be heavy-handed. But, you know, we can approach companies and say, hey, you know, you might be based somewhere else and, and, and whatever your state laws are there, you're doing business in the state of Montana. You're employing people in the state of Montana. You are affirmatively prohibited from discriminating against them based upon whether or not they've had a shot in their arm. Uh, and that's that's gotten a lot of uh, that's gotten us a lot of good result. Frankly, it's 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 put. It's put a lot of employers in a very difficult position because there's civil penalties attached to that discrimination ordinance or or not ordinance, but statute. And they're kind of feeling like they're caught between a rock and a hard place between state law and the the possible civil penalties and and the Biden administration. Um, So, I mean, for for me, that's an added layer of pressure. Uh, and, and another tool in our toolbox for, for pushing back on this stuff. So I'd really recommend you talk to your local legislators. Look, I'm not an attorney. I sometimes try to play one on radio, but that's about the extent of it. But I do have a question about the OSHA fight and that particular mandate. There are state and federal OSHA plans, and I believe uh, 22 states that have their own plans. So does that factor into the fight against the federal government? And with your 12 attorneys general, obviously 12 states, is there anything to that that gives us an advantage? You know, we, we've discussed that kind of amongst ourselves. Um, the, the, the tricky part about that is, you can have your you basically your own state run OSHA, but even under this mandate, the the Obama the, the Biden administration, excuse me, there's a little slip of the tongue there. The Biden administration. <laughs> You're not too has, far has, off. Has said, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I got it right in, in, in the first place. The the administration has said, you know, even if you do have a state OSHA, your state requirements on COVID needs need to be at least as restrictive 
as the federal. You know, so so to me that that kind of undercuts that argument that maybe having a state one would, would be better. Now, enforcement is always the issue here, right? When you get right down to it, there are not that many OSHA inspectors. You know, I was reading a, an AP story last night, and it flat out said that OSHA is going to be relying on whistleblowers. They're going to be re- relying on, on, on employers and employees to tattle on each other. Um, they simply don't have the manpower to go out and enforce this, this silly mandate among every company in every state in the country. Uh, so, you know, t- to that end, I think maybe having your own state, OSHA, could could be helpful. Um, but when you're getting right down to it, and I, I know this is the concern of a lot of employers, whether it's a state OSHA or federal OSHA, you know, they they still feel like they're stuck. Yeah, see, this is a concern for many employers, and I've talked to a few about this issue. You know, they want to resist, and say, look, I know my workplace, I know my workers, uh, you know, we have a good plan in place. Many companies, as you know, have put a, you know, a pandemic plan in place based on their situation. Maybe it's an A team, B team, if you're in a manufacturing capacity, where if one person or a couple of people get sick, you pull a team off, but you can keep functioning. So businesses are making adjustments but I get the concern from some owners that say, what if one person in my company turns me in? Oh, it's absolutely a concern. Uh, you know, and, and on the flip side here in Montana, because of our anti-discrimination law, they, they've got, they've got the flip side concern as well. Okay. What if I, what if I let somebody go? What if I terminate somebody because they're refusing to follow this OSHA vaccine mandate? Now I've got liability on my own side under state law um, we haven't seen that happen yet no, nobody that i'm aware of in montana has filed suit but that specter is absolutely out here uh, and that's why this 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 mandate out of the biden administration is just so problematic especially in a state like montana where we've taken affirmative steps on vaccine discrimination um, and, and and we've put it directly in our human rights code uh, it's it's in, in Montana. It's considered discrimination, just like if you were to discriminate against someone on the basis of their their sex or, or, or their religion. We've put in in the code vaccine status. Um, so it it adds another layer of, of liability and another layer of uncertainty here for uh, employers. And, then, and that's why this mandate from from the Biden administration is just so difficult for employers. We can't, and it is very hard anyway, even the best of circumstances or the best of a case, to judge the the court system and how far it goes, but you are clearly qualified to at least address this issue. Uh, is this a path to the Supreme Court with three separate filings, three separate cases? Is this a path to the Supreme Court, and could we see... Uh, depending on how the court rules, the chance that a court would reestablish federalism and the rights of the states. Well, I certainly hope so, and, that, and I, I think that's very likely, David. Look, you know, there's there's a reason you saw as many Republican state attorneys general file in different circuits as you did. Uh, we were strategic about it. We 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 had all kind of gotten together and gotten on the same page um, because this is one of those rare issues that we all agreed on. 
But yeah, I, I think very likely we're going to end up in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Look, the, the, the Sixth Circuit ended up consolidating and taking all of the OSHA cases because there were so many of them filed in so many different circuits. Uh, they, they've consolidated and that's all in the Sixth. I think we're likely to see that on, on the CMS case uh, with dealing with our medical workers as well. We haven't gotten into a into a circuit appeals court yet. That, that's still with uh, the federal judge in the Western District of, of Louisiana. But yeah, I mean, quick answer to your question. I think so. I think very likely this the, this question of whether or not the president, the executive, has this sort of broad, sweeping, frankly tyrannical power. I, I, it, it's an important one. And we need the Supreme Court to weigh in on this because I don't think it exists in the U.S. Constitution. I certainly don't see it anywhere. You, you, you would have to make a very labored case that it even exists under the Congress's commerce power to do this. Um, so I, I, I'm very cautious. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that we end up in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. And as you said, that we, we reestablish some principles of federalism here. Well, I certainly appreciate what you and your fellow attorneys general are doing, and we need this fight. Some, this is a fight we have to win. I think it's bigger, and I believe many of you have said the same on other outlets. It's bigger than just this case. It's about restricting the power of the federal government. Uh, Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, sir, thank you, and keep up the good fight. You bet. Thanks for having me, David. All right. Again, our justice system, it's important that we use it properly. Robert Wilkie, visiting fellow at Heritage, former secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs. Next, also as a former undersecretary of defense, his uh, thoughts on foreign policy news of the day.